And I think most of my like adult pleasure has come from or started with that conversation, even like well before we get to the bedroom. It's like I get turned on like when we're having even a conversation about our intimacy or what we desire, what we like. And I didn't know that was possible. I think I'm someone as like a former people pleaser that I was thinking so much about my questions or my inquiries and how they might make the other person feel insecure Mm -hmm. or might make them feel uncomfortable that I would just lead with my body and just Mm -hmm. get into that more performative state rather than having a more grounded conversation Mm -hmm. so that we're actually having sex with like a partner like rather than just transactionally exchanging. Yes. That's exactly it. So how can people be better communicators? If we're talking about this, us three, as people that know the benefits of communication and know how powerful it is in the bedroom and outside of it, how can people communicate more with their partners so that they can get what they want out of sex? That's, that's a good question. I mean, I say communication is a lubrication, just so you know that the more you learn to tackle this communication stuff and really get comfortable with it, your sex life will absolutely improve. And I think the first thing is getting very comfortable with yourself first. So the what are the messages I was telling myself, right? So I had to look at what are my internal messages around around sex, around communication. For example, like you, if I talk to my partner about sex, it's going to make them uncomfortable. They're not going to feel good about it. It's sort of on my own to figure out everything. Also, what was society conversations around sex? A lot of us learn about sex through like a lot of the negative conditioning or the wrong conditioning because a lot of sex is unlearning comes from porn. Mm-hmm. Again, not bashing porn. There's some really good things about porn, but some of it's like, that's the only way we're seeing sex. Yeah. And my body doesn't look like that. The way I orgasm isn't like that. The way, you know, if I orgasm at all. And so I had to like unlearn. I had to think about, you know, what are the messages? So I had to go through that whole internal process. And then I just had to start practicing talking to partners about sex and finding partners who had a growth mindset around sex. And they're still hard to find. So when you said you just started, I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to say it, the majority of people do not have healthy conversations around sex until there's a problem. And even then, it's so hard to talk about. Think about everything else in our relationship, if it's like money, finances, are we going to have kids? Should we live in the city or country? Should we, how we can decorate the home? Are we going on summer break? Whatever it is, but we like sex is just like this thing that's shrouded in mystery. and We hope we figure it out. So the conversations around sex are just a practice and they are sometimes very hard to have for sure. For me, it's been a little bit easier because most people I'm dating, they know what I do. But I think for a lot of my listeners, too, I realize that they just, it's hard at first, like everything that we've never done, but they're just like, sometimes they blame me, like I listen to Sex with Emily or they listen to the show together. A lot of couples have emailed me and said, we're DM me and said, we listened to you for 15 hours because it's a language. It's a language of, I try to normalize the sex conversation for people because once you start talking about it, you can't stop. But getting over that hurdle, it's like starting any new kind of habit, your healthcare, getting healthier, exercise, whatever. So with sex, it's normalizing the fact that it's something that you can talk about. So how that looks is I would say the basic conversation, the place to start is the three T's of communication, which is timing, tone, and turf. And by the way, these three T's are great for any awkward conversation that you have with a partner, but specifically with sex. The timing is really important. So you want to find a time when you are you are in a more relaxed state. You're not angry. You're not like, you didn't take out the trash and you haven't gone down on me in six months. It's about <laughs> the timing is when I would say you're not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You're not halt. You're in a place where you think you, it's conducive to a conversation. 
and the tone is curious and it's open and it's really just, hey, I thought we should have this conversation about something about sex and hope you'll be open to follow along with me. And just to be, again, it's curious, it's not judging, it's not blaming, it's not shaming. And the turf is outside the bedroom. Believe it or not, a lot of people think, well, I'm having sex. This is a great place to have it. You know, when we're cooking, we think like something goes wrong with the recipe, but we're talking about the ingredients in the kitchen. But in the bedroom, you're usually in a heightened state and it's just, it might be the frustration, sex isn't happening or it wasn't happening the way you want it to. So wait for time when you are walking, you are driving the car because it's really awkward. I want to acknowledge that it is awkward, uncomfortable for many people. So if you're driving, you're not making eye contact. And I have to say it works. Like my partner and I, we were walking the dogs the other night. He's like, so thought we should talk about this thing. I was like, God, he listens to me. Like, he's right. Uh-huh. Like, I wasn't really in the mood right now, but I can't complain. We're not looking at each other. We're walking the dogs. Okay, what do you want to say, babe? So it's like, it totally, it was, we were calm. We were moving our bodies. Yeah. So, so it is important. a great time to talk about it. Huge. So important. We'll take walks when we have to have like hard conversations with each other. And mm. it's just, it's so nice to keep that energy flowing. Mm-hmm. And also there's something, and I don't know the science behind it, but where I'm able to be more in my heart and less in my mind because I think having yeah. the environment around you, moving yeah. your body, and also not looking at a person's eyes yes. is super helpful for feeling into what I'm feeling rather than being so consumed with how they might be taking what I'm saying. I wonder if that's like a co-regulation right. thing or something because if we were looking at each other, I wonder if I'd be picking up on your mm-hmm. you too much where I'd be like trying to co-regulate with you instead yeah. of being in my own experience mm-hmm. and you being in your own experience. But yeah, I didn't know about turf until we've done that accidentally, not knowing it was turf. And that was such a game changer where I'm like, wow. Because my thought was growing up that we need to be sitting across from each other at yeah. dinner, mm-hmm. holding each other's hands or like just, okay, I need to talk to you. And it was almost like principal student type thing. But just taking the pressure off of having it feel like it has to be so serious or perfect or just like where it can be something that it is like in the car, like, hey, I want to talk about this. Just taking that pressure off of it is huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's casual. casual. It's light. Yes. I mean, I really want to make it like, hey, so we should talk about like, let's talk about the sex we had last night. Like, let's talk about what we're going to do this weekend. Like, we have a weekend away. Like, my partner and I went away. Like, what, sh- what toys should I bring? Like, what should we do? Like, making it light, even if it doesn't feel that way. I get it, but I get it. Just you want a partner that's going to be a great collaborator in this, yes. and eventually it will feel that way. On this communication piece, if someone has a desire that they're a little nervous to share with their partner, how would you recommend that they bring it up in a way that the partner can receive and also that they can remain really in their body and in their truth? Mm, yeah, it's a really good question. So if you start with these, you found the environment and the turf yes. and the town. I think it's realizing that knowing that it's something that's a little bit uncomfortable for you is good to know that. And then making sure that you've already talked about or that it's just sort of, it's a conversation and not a monologue. It's a dialogue that you're sharing the conversation with them, but saying, I really want to be open and talk to you about our sex life using the I statements and sharing what it is that's making you feel uncomfortable, sharing why, like sharing, it's more like the who, what, where, why. Maybe it's you want to share a fantasy, let's say, that you've been wanting to try. It could be like, I want to talk to you about something. I hope you'll be able to listen right now. It's something I've had this fantasy for a while. It's, it's something that I saw in porn or a friend told me about. And then you want to share why you're sharing it. You know, it could be like, okay, let's say you want to have sex in public, let's say. 
you could say, okay, well, I think this is a fantasy. I want some porn. And I think that it would be, re- tell them why, it would be really hot to have other people watching us. And I think for it would really help our relationship and us go stronger because it would be a shared experience. And I think it'd be really hot to see, have other people see what I see in you. Just, okay. And I think we could kind of collaborate on this. What do you, I keep using the word collaboration because I realize so much of sex, we realize we have to solve on our own. So I just want yeah. to say that you are not alone yeah. in your sex. And this is just basic communication. Have your partner, like it's called the Imago Theory, can they repeat back to you what they heard? Okay, so what I hear you say is that you have a fantasy, and I know that you've been feeling maybe some embarrassment and shame around it, but what you'd like to do is have sex outside with people watching, and then you get to have a chance. Is that correct? Is that what I hear? Then you could say yes to that, but I don't think it's necessarily outside. It would actually be inside, but there'd be other people there. Then you could Mm -hmm. say, okay, so say it again. And this might sound tedious, but I really think it's the best way we can learn to communicate with each other in all areas of our life to be great listeners. Yes. We're not just talking, but happy. And then you kind of solve for that. And also, when we're talking about something like our sex life, which can be so delicate and so fraught with a lot can come up for us, trauma, embarrassment, shame, imposter syndrome, all the things that come up that you don't have to have it all at once. It's okay to say, we cover this for today and let's come back to it next week or when we feel great. The other thing is, if you have some like really big thing you want to talk about and you've never talked to your partner, which I feel like that's most people, you don't have to say it all at once. You can start with, I just want to test the waters here. Are you interested in talking more about our sex life? I want you to know that I've never done this before with a partner and I'm hoping that you can join me. I was listening to this wonderful podcast. I realized something we've never done. And then you can see if your partner's game, are they down? And you have to remember that when we're having these conversations about sex, it's good to know that your partner might go on the defensive because it's most people have never talked about sex. They might immediately go to, what have I done wrong? I'm not a great lover to you. You don't love my body. My penis is problematic. My body's whatever it is, they might go on the defensive. So I think you have to say, I'm not upset, not mad. I just think it's something that together we could really learn to be great lovers. And you might have to calm them a few times and just say, and would you be open to it? And let's see what they say. And then you come back to it again. You come back to it again. And you keep talking and keep learning and keep growing. But again, I want to say once you get to the other side of it and you clear the runway of all the stress, trauma, shame, and these are the pleasure thieves, as I call them, you clear those out, then you really make room for pleasure. Yeah. And that's what your sex life should be about. Not so much suffering. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.